0: welcome to dine with the divine i'm your host ashley and together we'll be talking about everything magical mystical culture and everything else in between so in today's episode we'll be talking a little bit about shadow work and a lady Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. And if it's not good, I hope it gets better. So today we have a great guest. Her name is Nikki. And Nikki is a queer Boston-based content creator, life and business coach, astrologer, and hypnotherapist with a focus on shadow work and subconscious healing. Hi, Nikki. How you doing? Hi, I am good. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm living the dream. When I have people on, I always ask them the first thing is like, How did you even get started with any of this? Like, how did this happen for you? Oh, I love that phrasing
1: of how did this happen (laughs) for you? (laughs) Because it just happens sometimes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, in terms of like where I'm at my business and also just getting into like spirituality and shadow work, my upbringing was I went to Catholic school and so that Catholic school to gay witch pipeline is just
0: real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Catholic school to gay uh, r- pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it though. Know. catholicism is very there's so much incense it's very witchy <laughs> i always tell people my first introduction to magic is it was catholic church because mm-hmm. i it's so ritualistic it's just like it it is literally it's christian magic basically except they just pretend it's not but anyway go ahead i'm sorry
1: right because they also are like this is body and blood for real yeah and um, you're like what
0: okay that's fine it's kind of weird but okay cool cool
1: yeah yeah so that was interesting and was felt like I had to follow like a traditional and just overachiever kind of path which I was up until a certain point I studied communications I worked in corporate PR and marketing and in, and also once I, so had just had this super busy overachiever path until I graduated college. It was definitely like, wow, when I didn't have like my whole, when I only had a job to go to and I didn't have yeah. all of this other stuff and just like really being alone with your thoughts, with my thoughts for the first time, started therapy and started unpacking some things. Then I started my business after three years of corporate PR as a social media manager. And that was four years ago. And I just kept following the next, I'm a manifesting generator in human design. So just following mm-hmm. the next bit of inspiration to going from social media management to social media and marketing, coaching, to business coaching to like my business really was the thing that turned me from just meeting the people that I met and starting to traded with a Reiki healer for some and I did some social media and very early on in my business and business just brings up so much to heal and I had already worked on body image things so that was the next thing reiki was on top of the just traditional therapy that I was going to was really it it just was one of those moments where I was like wow this feels like I should have quote-unquote felt in church all of those years just like all of just connecting with spirit and all of that and yourself and your subconscious just felt so right so like my personal healing journey and my journey of getting certified and helping people has been parallel. In 2021, I was full time business coaching at that point, but my business coaching was always more thoughts and beliefs and feelings based or forward. So I got a big certification. Of life and success coaching and a bunch of modalities and reiki attunement and clinical hypnotherapy and emotional freedom technique and then in september 21 21 up until last june i was in a big course where i learned astrology and human design and now I obviously just that's like a lifelong it's all a lifelong practice because um, there's so much to learn there so I really have liked fine tuning my how I help people and just unlearning and healing so much more within myself like healing through burnout and perfectionism and and interpersonal pe- relationships and people pleasing and things. So yeah, now just it just became more apparent and i've just really honored that more and more of that my that the way i help people is they don't have to just be entrepreneurs i have life coaching clients too and like the lens is really just sitting through sitting in sifting through being in your, your the stuff that you don't want to always see about yourself the shadow amen to everything
0: you said okay where to begin because there's so many interesting things you just said it's interesting how you said having your own having your own starting with your own business it brought up so many things i think when somebody has to i think when somebody starts their own business even though it doesn't matter what the business is it's like you're relying on yourself now so you have to like really truly believe in yourself and then sometimes you're like, oh, shit, I actually don't believe in myself. You're like, "Ooh, actually, I don't know if I can actually handle or do all these things. And then I'm having a crisis. It's very scary. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, because you're like, so oh, fun. shit. I know. I remember ever like thinking like with a lot of things with business. But what if I actually do? What if I accomplish all the things I want to? That's. The scariest thing I've ever thought of.
1: That's all. Yep.
0: It's. It, I think it's, and I think a lot of that comes from. I feel like a lot of people could probably relate to this. You're so used to like fighting. I mean, I gotta get to the top. I gotta do better. That when you're like, you re- think to yourself, if I do get to where I want to be, what else am I gonna do then?
1: Yeah, that's a big part of yeah. The fear of success is in that sneaky, because it's we're not used to thinking that's what we would be afraid of. And so, yeah, a lot of times it's because we're just used to we don't know what it's like to not be struggling for something. And also, then it brings up a lot of like perception stuff of you're also used to being seen as someone in that space and then people are then basically people's perceptions of you or you're opening yourself to that and you have to see yourself
0: differently as well yeah when you succeed yes yes and you have to like looking at yourself yeah it's all very it's all very complicated and it like you said it all goes back to it all goes back to a lot of things like the way you grew up the way you always looked at yourself the way people told you you were supposed to be and then you get older even if you grew up like with i grew up with not a lot of money and i always think to myself if i had a lot of money like i I feel like i wouldn't know how to function in that space like just because i'd be like i am so used to being like we don't have money like even when I have been fine anytime I'm like financially okay I'm still like in that mode of oh don't spend that much money like we, we can't so it's like you you have to learn a whole new way of living and learn what's okay and then learn how to like stay like level in that space too you can't go to either extreme it's either it's not good but it's I think it's all about trying to learn how to like find middle ground in any of that and it can be so complicated. And I think that's why a lot of people, I think any major change warrants therapy, I think, in anybody. Any major change in your life. Because you, if, you've, if it's never happened to you, you may not know how to handle it. And that's fine. Like, then you go to a professional who can be like, let's sort out why you can't handle this. Or let's give you some really great coping mechanisms so you can handle it. Yeah, but even with business, I think, That's a major change for people. If people start their own business, now you have to rely on you. That's a major change. And another thing you said that I was just, I wanted to touch on. So human design is so big right now. (laughs) Like I, everybody's doing human design. A friend of mine does human design. And when she was, she did my chart for me and I know like she just did the chart, so she talked told me a couple little things. I didn't pay her, so she didn't tell me too much, which is fine. I mm-hmm. didn't want her to. I was like, I need to pay you. Don't tell me too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was like, I'm like a manifesting generator too. Yeah. Yes, it's very cool, and it explained my. Uh, I w- I'm not gonna call it bird brain. I'm not gonna say that, but I just get I just mm-hmm. want to try everything. I get very excited. I'm like, oh, I have an idea. I think we're gonna do this. I think I'm gonna do this now, and. My mom sometimes would be like, you're just a renaissance woman. (laughs) You just want to do everything. Mm -hmm. But it helps so much when I learned about that a little bit. I think, could you explain really quick, like, what human design is for anybody who's never heard of it?
1: Yes, because it, like, yeah, I love that. It is interesting that, yeah, and A, like, your friend was just telling you a few things. Like, even when I, because I've done a few recently intro base level like people don't know anything about human design before going into the reading for them or not much readings and it is it's so much information there's so much even human design in astrology like even what we see even on astro dot astro.com kind of has everything but there's still things that you can click that we don't usually click or like the Channy app or something. There's fixed stars and asteroids and then there's timing techniques and same for human design. There's so much to it and like from me learning it, I always say that I learned enough to keep learning. Cause I also I'm a speaking of human design, I'm a six two in my profile and which is just really how you approach things in my the two means like I want to know everything about something but so it, when I when people start type strategy and authority is just like really what I what people have to it's like your big three and but it's your big three but it's like nothing else makes sense Unless you know those things. So the manifesting generator is your energy type. But what human design is it's good, it's good that it's big right now. It's fairly new within yeah. Obviously astrology is ancient and human design combines a bunch of ancient systems. It combines the zodiac and your natal chart. In your natal chart is actually how everything comes to be for your chart your natal chart, the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, and the I Ching. And it is less up for interpretation like astrology. It really is this is how is best for you to operate. If you operate in this way, then you're going to have just the path of least resistance for yourself. It is a practice. Not everyone is living because like it's really good for managing your energy and making decisions and like really how to do things and respond to the external stimulus around you. Really what like it's a roadmap for. And so not everybody, when they see their chart, aren't making decisions based on what is said there. So it's like you have to unlearn and decondition because society wants us all to be generators. But there's five energy types and unlearn and then start practicing your design
0: yeah I know a lot of people who are using it say that it really helps them understand themselves so understand what they like why they go through life the way they go through it why they think the way they think and I've seen it really help people sort it out and also I think it's really affirming for people They they get their reading and they're like, oh, so the way I am isn't wrong or it's not like too much. It's just this is like who I'm supposed to be. And I'm fine with that. Like I've seen that, seen it do that for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also. Okay. So astrology. Let's talk about it for a second. (laughs) I don't understand it. I will never understand astrology. I know I shouldn't say that. But it's just a fact. I don't understand, and I always joke because I saw this like on Twitter or whatever. One of the people say Mercury Mercury is in mm-hmm. microwave, or like, I always say shit <laughs> like that because I really don't. Like, I'm an astrologer, do- and I say that okay, <laughs> just because it's funny. Awesome. It is hilarious to me. I'm like, yeah, Mercury is in microwave. I know I'm a Gemini. I don't know my houses and like the moon and all this stuff, but. My basic question here is just like, how do you not find it so complicated? I just wonder. It seems so complicated and like you, it seems like there's so much to understand. So is there, I don't know where this is from, but people say there's levels to this shit. Is there just Mm -hmm. like levels to astrology? The deeper you get, the more complicated it is? Or what do you, how do you deal with this? Yes. And yeah,
1: but studying it is, I saw that, but it's also how... I learned it because just like human design, like, yeah, it's building blocks. So for you, yeah, as somebody who does not know a lot about astrology, I'm not going to look at, maybe I would say the interpretation, but I'm not going to look at your chart and be like, you have Neptune trine your sun in the fifth house and it's retrograding. No, like, I know what all but... of that means, but also, unless you want to study astrology, that's on just as a, as people in general. That's not on unless the consumer wants to really research it, they in order you don't have to know every everything about everything for it to be applied and to make sense. And I that's why in the 80s, sun sign astrology was popularized because people didn't really look at their sun sign as much until astrologers wanted people to start paying attention to astrology so they went with the sun sign and so sun moon and rising starting off with that yeah it is layers like and it all makes sense and and also this is just a key for interpretation is You're going to have a planet that's in a sign and in a house. And those are all parts of the sky. And this planet is the what? Like the action. So Mars, sex, and conflict and aggression. Let's go with that. And (laughs) sign is the how, is the adjective, is the style. So Mars and Scorpio, it's happy in Scorpio, but it's it's very de- mis- like, deep and kinky a little like it's mm-hmm. mars is a very kinky placement because <laughs> it just loves like things that are like it's swamp It's i just think of scorpio as like it's a, in a, it's in a swamp in a good way okay. and in the 12th house let's say which is all about like connection to spirit and the subconscious and like escapism and hidden just hidden stuff so you may be very, that part of you may be very hidden. That's very much giving guys on Wall Street who go and then go to a, a dominatrix
0: dungeon. And nobody Got knows. It. <laughs> 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 who knows goes on after that? Got it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. All yeah, because right. the house well, is the area of life. I don't know if I said that, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for giving us all that juicy information. So next. We're gonna go on now to our next section here, which is our dish of the week. So today we have a couple because we're gonna be talking about a Greek goddess. So I picked some Greek foods and I know you have a Greek background, correct? Yeah. So we just we're just doing some Greek stuff today. So I picked because it's my podcast, so I picked some of my favorite <laughs> Greek things. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> loving it i feel that way already it's all good yes <laughs> including nikki who's a dish and herself we're mm. gonna eat some spanakopita i love spanakopita oh uh, yes i am a spinach freak i like spinach on Me everything too. i love spinach it's so good it goes with everything i think and especially if you're eating anything creamy it goes with it yes yes i made spinach for spinach florentine this week, nice. Oh god, so good. <laughs> my relationship with spinach is skewed because TMI. It gives me stomach problems, but I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm just living on the edge. I'm like, if someone if you have to eat spinach for every meal, I'd be like, no problem. Let's do it. I'll be yep. on the toilet all day, but no problem. It's awesome. Sorry, everybody does not want to know about that but now. Sometimes <laughs> I have a leading like... my
1: tongue feel weird, which is probably not
0: great but uh. that's what happens to me with pineapple my mouth gets like very itchy so i probably have an oral allergy to pineapple but I don't give. <laughs> i'm still gonna eat pineapples all yep. the time <laughs> look we're just living on the edge and we love it <laughs> <No problem. laughs> like... Yep. so if you've never had spanakopita, you should trader joe's actually if you don't want to make it i get it it's it, it involves phyllo dough and phyllo dough is like there's very thin dough. It's hard to maneuver. So if you're like, I can't do it, that's okay. Go out to your local Trader Joe's. They have very good Spanakopita. And if you don't know what Trader Joe's is, it's a grocery store that's like a little fancy, but cheaper than Whole Foods. So it's really cute. And I love a Trader Joe's. Yes. So basically, yes, it's filo dough, which is like a thin, a thin flaky dough. And inside it usually put spinach, usually put, what do they put? Feta cheese. Uh-huh. They put, yeah, they put some different herbs in it. Got some egg whites in here. Not egg whites, but eggs. So I put all the... Oh, here we go. I couldn't find the recipe. Found it. Okay, so it's spinach, parsley, onions, garlic. Put a little olive oil in there. Some eggs, feta cheese, a little dill weed, some black pepper. And then on top, you're just going to put the filo dough. And then you're going to it and all that good stuff and i always put everything in the show notes if you want to make it if you want to see what it looks like if you don't know what it looks like so that's mancopera so the it's other not thing we're... authentic
1: but my mom always puts like goat cheese and walnuts in too and
0: it's so good <laughs> stop i'll die i love goat cheese like me too it's... feta yeah, is it's... also a
1: goat cheese because or sheep because that's what's around those animals are in Greece in a lot, but I didn't I know that. Why it's like a goat based cheese, yep. Okay. Oh
0: wow. That's which is okay. why it is
1: easier to digest. It's not cow's milk.
0: Oh wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> The i know so now it makes sense because i like mm-hmm. cheese with that bite and goat cheese mm-hmm. has that like bite in it Me so aha uh-huh. look at the lord we serve okay so that is great now i know wow and goat cheese is easier to digest because it's not cows okay i love, I love a goat lac- anyway. lactate lactose or whatever yeah yeah and have you ever used like goat milk soap it's really mm-hmm. nice yes yes,
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: I love a goat milk soap And I always get it At like farmer's markets But it's a little expensive So I don't always get I want to pay people What they're worth But sometimes I don't have the money But it's fine Anyway <laughs> So on this side So that's We're having a whole meal Today So we're having Spandakopita That's like our app Now we're going to have On the side A chickpea salad Who doesn't like A chickpea salad It's pretty simple And it's also Always really fresh And I feel like Everybody's happy With a chickpea salad Let's see what are you guys gonna put in your chickpeas. chickpea salad oh me too they're so good you can make it like it's one of those things you can make a day be- ahead and it's still good when you take it out it's not like a salad that'll go brown really quick and plus you put like lemon juice and olive oil and that kind of preserves it a little bit a little bit of salt black pepper cherry tomatoes cucumbers chickpeas or garbanzo beans i prefer chickpeas too though Little red onions. So you better bring them in because your breath's about to smell a little bit. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. It's going to be delicious. (laughs) An avocado. Some cilantro. And what we just talked about. Some feta cheese. And you put that bad boy in a bowl. And you mix that bad boy up. And it's good. So that's what we're having on this. Yes. All right. And... Our main dish, I should have picked something else out. You can stop with a chickpea salad if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. Just stop right there. Actually, tell them not to put the feta cheese in it if you're eating it. But There's
1: vegan feta.
0: <laughs> there. Oh, you know what? There's so much vegan cheese now, which is awesome for people who are vegans. I'm not a vegan. I am a carnivore to the max. Not really. I'm not going to act like that. But, like, I'm just, I'm African. I can't not eat meat, basically, or I just starve. But I did not know there was vegan feta. Okay. Miyoko's I think is yeah, the brand. There's a lot of vegan cheese. Okay, are you a vegetarian or a vegan? No. Okay. Like, I just
1: yeah, I wanted I want to try it all. I want <laughs> I, I do have a lot of that stuff. I mix it in with my everyday, not just intentionally, just sometimes I'm like, "Ooh, that looks yeah, let me yeah, I'll have a vegan cheese this week, sure."
0: Absolutely. And it's just fun to try those different plant-based things just to see if you like it. I have not found – have I had – the only thing I have issue with sometimes is I don't – and I've never tried it, so I can't say it works or not. But I don't know if things are going to melt the same. Mm-hmm. If it's a vegan cheese, get yeah, little nervous it about always. that. Yeah, some i always like, oh, I don't know. If you want to use it for cooking, I don't know. If you use it for a topping, I'm sure it's fine because mm-hmm. you're just putting it on something. But if you want to melt it, uh, I don't know. Vegans, let us know. Let us know how that works for you. But if you're not a vegan – and you want to have some lamb chops that's what we're gonna have with our chickpea salad <laughs> like, if you go to most like mediterranean restaurants like, it doesn't necessarily have to be greek but they have a good ass lamb chop oh i love a lamb chop so you can put anything on a lamb chop you can season however you want olive oil here we go with some more lemon juice because why not we got some oregano we got some garlic we got some salt we got some black pepper and we got some olive oil so that Is what we'll have for our main dish. I was hoping it was lamb. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lamb forever. Lamb is best. And then we're going to wash it down with one of my least favorite liquors. But we got to have it. It's ouzo. Same.
1: (laughs) I, yeah, I don't like sambuca. I don't like, I will have the one that I'll have at the carrier, like at Asian restaurants. Like, sure. But yeah, I don't. Because I, I, I don't like any anise. Well, yeah, there's so much of aniseed or whatever it is. Like just yes. there's so even in there's the Greek like Christmas cookies that have this icing that's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't like
0: those flavors. But you have no choice. Do you have to have ouzo? <laughs> yeah, basically, that's it. So you there is like, not far from where I live, like, maybe 20, 25 minutes. There's a Greek Orthodox church. And every year they have a fair. So we and my friend, we went one year and it was cute. And, like, we watched all the kids. They do, like, these traditional dances and these costumes are adorable. And then we did... There was just a whole bunch of cool stuff there. So we went. And this guy was just like, oh, are you over 21? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, here we go. This is a Greek liquor, basically. I didn't know what it was at all. He didn't tell me it was ouzo. He just said it was Greek liquor. I was like, okay. So... He's like, all right, cheers. So, like, we cheers to each other, and then I just like, downed it. And he's, like, wait. And I was like, what? And he's like, stop. And I said, what do you mean, stop? I just drank it. Oh, no. It was so funny. First of all, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Oh. I was like, was a yes. And then, thank God my friend had driven. Within two seconds, I was hipsy. And I was like, it is
1: yeah I brought back when I went in 2015 to Athens a ouzo in a little glass that like looks like the Acropolis of course and oh and I brought it back to my dorm and I was like yeah I'll have this ouzo for a party one night and ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> it is a lot I was like oh girl so yes like you I never can say it, its it's and Anise. An- Anise. Anise, I don't. Yeah, An
1: Anisette. Anise? Anisette. I think Anise. No, Anise sounds like a name. Yeah. is at least how Anisette. Okay,
0: yeah. Anisette. Or if nobody knows what that is, because I didn't for the longest time, it tastes like black licorice. Yeah. That taste. I My have... mom loves black licorice, but she doesn't really like alcohol, so she wouldn't like it. But yeah, it's really strong. I think it's like forty-five percent alcohol, ninety proof. So you have one shot, and you're like, ooh. You feel it, you're supposed to sip it according to the man who gave it to me, which I didn't do. And he was like, Oh, you'll be all right. Just take a seat. I was like, Okay. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. I was like,
1: All right. It's like right.
0: Everclear. <laughs> it was like, Ooh, I was like, Damn, okay. This is a lot, but it's fine. Everything was fine in the end. So I didn't drive and it was fine. But that's something everyone should experience. Even if you don't like it, just try it because it's fun. So those are our dishes of the week. Oh, the next thing I do is this is a part of the show where I plug myself. So my name is Ashley and this is my podcast. And if you really like it, just pause right now and go and give us a five star rating. You can write a little review if you'd like. You can do this on any app that you listen to us on whether it's spotify apple stitcher whatever it helps people find us also you can go and follow us on instagram at dine at the divine you can follow us on facebook at the same name dine with the divine and you can follow us on tiktok i haven't posted anything yet but feel free to come on and if so It's one of those things I feel like people talk about all the time now. They're like, oh, I'm doing shadow work. I'm doing shadow work. But nobody's like ever explains what it is. And I hate when stuff like that happens because of like everybody, (laughs) everyone's just like wants to say it, but nobody's talking about what it is. And there's lots of people who may not have no idea what it is. We're just going to talk a little bit about shadow work and what it means and what it is. Nikki, why don't you tell us first, what does shadow work mean for you? Yes. so
1: so shadow work so the shadow is you may along with people saying that they're doing shadow work you may either hear the term shadow expression of a certain energy like in astrology every sign has two energies to it which is and people only focus on which is what I hate the a lot of times the shadow, quote unquote, expressions of certain energies, and but there's also gifts like where Virgo can see things that not everyone else is gonna see and makes systems in their head, and things make sense and have a place to go, and then the shadow. Part can just be when you're a little too over controlling with that. Mm-hmm. So the shadow expression and sha- it like are shadow. So I describe it. It's something that's within us. I also do do a lot of my work through the lens of parts work. Of oh, there's one. There's a part of you that wants this, and there's a part of you that wants this, and they're all valid, and they're all invited to the party, and they all have a reason, and can work together but it's a part of us and it's a few different things that I say whether it's something that somebody something that somebody hasn't maybe something that like somebody isn't proud somebody isn't proud of like a tendency it's like a tendency that they know they quote-unquote shouldn't do but they do something that it can be relational like look if somebody if a creator that you watch if you quote-unquote hate watch them they trigger you in some way likely they're exemplifying something that you wish you could do or like secretly deep down or that you think that you do and you're insecure that you do it so like insecurities it really is when with like the spectrum every single behavior has a spectrum and it's when you go on the side of the spectrum that is causing you to do behaviors that don't make you feel good or don't make others feel good And it's likely, and this is where the shadow work part comes in, it's like there's a reason you're doing that. You're hiding from something or you just have, you have the belief that it's not okay to be the opposite thing or to, you're overcompensating for something and it's showing up as like a shadowy behavior because... You have a belief from how you were brought up that it's not okay to be one thing, so you're trying really hard in the other direction. It's not about getting rid of that part of you forever. I just don't see that as, like, realistic. You're going through life, you're human, and things are going to be re-triggered within you. So it's really about not being afraid of it and not hiding from it. So like sitting with it and getting curious about it and understanding why it's there and then understanding what behaviors you do that are related to it and then having like tools for when it comes up, whether that's self-soothing or whether that is let's unpack this or whether that's like interrelational tools. And then also that's why I like to use hypnotherapy and energy healing because that's they're healing that part of you so that it's less present. That neural pathway isn't as strong. It's not going to be your first instinct.
0: Yes, I so agree with you. It's never going to go away, whatever your shadow side is. But there also is I feel like number one, like you said, if you your healing helps people to figure out this is not the first way I have to react to things. And also sometimes your shadow self, it's I always think of it also as like your fight or flight response. Like it's necessary to have a fight or flight response. That's because the way humans have evolved from time when we were Neanderthals, you had to be scared of a bear so that you would leave the area if you saw one like like, because that Mm -hmm. was not good but it's not good to live in that fight or flight response that's super super unhealthy but what you can do is for instance let's take an emotion like rage a lot of people may have rage and you may have rage from whatever it is maybe it could be trauma it could be just growing up in a house where there was a lot of rage where you thought that was normal whatever but you can use your rage in ways In healthy ways. For instance, I think of people who play sports. A lot of people who play sports, maybe they have an issue with, not everybody obviously, but some people use their anger or aggression in a way that is more controlled, that actually becomes something that they can be proud of. They're accomplishing something. Same thing with most forms of art. A lot of people have certain emotions and then they use art as a form of expressing their emotion or transmuting that to something that is tangible and makes sense that they can see and they can analyze. So everything you said makes perfect sense. And I just want to go into something else that you said. We talk about a little bit about how the shadow self comes up for people. So first of all, everything Nikki said was very well articulated. And I'm just going to add that we can... I found a really good article I put in the show notes. We can call the subconscious mind, this is from the article, we can call the subconscious mind the shadow because we cannot clearly see it and thus we're not completely aware of it. And the conscious mind, oh, sorry, I meant the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is akin to the light because we can see it clearly and we're aware of it. Sometimes our shadow sides... Are really deep within us, but like I was saying it can actually be a strength if you learn how to use it And some ways that it can come up and nikki already talked about this But i'm just reiterating is number one in projection Like she said if you see somebody else do something you're like, oh, I don't like that. or "Ooh, that's like bothering me Sometimes it's because it's something you do and you know for yourself You don't like that behavior that you have it can be a trigger triggers similar you see something and you're like oh this is really bothering me and sometimes it's because it's something that someone has done to you that now brings out a certain emotion or makes you feel a certain way and you can't deal with that or patterns and I always think of shadow selves and a lot of people say like with relationships sometimes somebody will say I don't know I keep dating the same person and over and over and sometimes it's because you are and I'm not saying it's always that person's fault, but we might display certain behaviors that that attract certain kinds of people. And those people may be, okay, I'm not even going to go into it. You may <laughs> attract toxic people sometimes in your life because you have certain behaviors. And until you start to recognize your those behaviors you will just keep attracting those toxic people and toxic relationships that happens very often to a lot of people. So there's a lot of value in looking at your shadow self. That's why we have people like Nikki to help us do that. Another quote we have from this article that I liked was said, while many spiritual teachers, life coaches, and psychologists love shadow work and feel like it can improve a person's life, others believe that it's not beneficial. They will believe that going when you go looking for dark things, you will find more dark things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but
1: why not? Yeah, okay, and then <laughs> you can okay Th- that was there
0: <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> yeah, no, I, me and you both have the same thing yeah and
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and you would rather just that be <laughs> hidden and you just not be aware of that and you wouldn't and yeah it's then you can work with it if you find it that's the point yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this i didn't put all this in my little notes but I, this brings me to another subject that I think we should just touch on because it annoys me. And let's talk about it because I feel like it probably annoys you too. Spiritual bypassing. Can we stop? Let's just stop. Hey, hey, stop. <laughs> and just stop, please. Just stop. So what spiritual bypassing is what I used to call, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I used to call them the love and lighters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I hope nobody is offended by that If you're a love and lighter that you like to say that That's totally fine I'm not saying it's a bad thing But I used to know a lot of people You know and you probably do too Nikki Like when you're in this space A lot of people are just like oh I wish you (laughs) love and light I wish you love and Like I'm like, first of all, you haven't solved any of my problems. None. We haven't discussed any of the things that are bothering me. I used to know like a woman who did Reiki and this was her thing. She was just like, I do Reiki and it's fine. And I'm like, okay, but do you talk to your clients? She's like, no, I just do the Reiki and it just goes. I'm like, girl, there's no way in any spiritual space i don't think i think most practitioners would agree with us and from your grown nikki i think you agree with this too (laughs) that you there's not there's no healing comes without going through what you need to heal nobody can help you when you don't want to talk about it and i do want to say it's totally okay to not be ready to talk about something that's fine you everybody's on their own journey but when you are ready If you go to a practitioner and they're just like, I'm just going to put my hands above your head about two inches and then in 10 minutes, you're going to feel amazing and you're cleansed and everything is fine. That's a lie. You're not. Maybe you will feel good for a few days, even maybe a week, but it's going to come back up because you didn't actually sort through anything. You just did that. And that's what spiritual bypassing is. And I feel like a lot of people, okay, sorry, this is mm, a lot of people make a lot of money off of doing that it annoys me. That's all I want to say about that. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not, like, this is controversial. No, because it's controversial for people who do it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I want to <laughs> be doing that. Um, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a band-aid. Mm-hmm. If, in just speaking, even if that, even if there's healing done to I'm like what are they even healing like when I think of reiki healing I think of physical and emotional damage it's so and if they're quote unquote healing a pattern which through reiki then but you're you still think that you're that's still like what you're still going to act that way because you haven't unpacked why you're just gonna keep doing it and then it's gonna keep happening
0: (laughs) exactly and it doesn't nothing gets solved a lot of spiritual like any type of spiritual even emotional we can talk about emotional healing right even going to a therapist if you're just doing like therapy for your mental health if you're trying to move on from something or move forward from something there's usually pain involved because whatever you're trying to move forward from upset you in some way and that's why you want to get away from it right you have to work through things if somebody's just saying just journal and then you never discuss what you journal that's not helping you and it's the same thing for any spiritual practitioner if you're just going to somebody and they keep seeing you and they keep seeing you and you're like i still feel this way and i still think this way and the person isn't talking you through it they're just like giving you a quartz crystal to hold doesn't not help in you know, like, 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 and there's usually a like, there's and like we're talking about shadow work this is digging into a part of you like you said before nikki that maybe you don't like that maybe this is something about yourself that you're like i this part of me is not my i'm not being my best self when i'm my shadow self most people aren't And the whole point of digging into it is to see how can I adjust my behavior for myself to make my life better and to make me feel better about myself so I don't feel that this part of me is necessarily going to come out uncontrollably or I can't deal with it and I can't handle it. And also, how can I do this also probably for the people around me? Maybe there's people in your life who are like, bruh, you go into rages and you need to literally chill yourself out. You're putting in holes in your wall and stuff because you can't deal with it so shadow work is super important and while spiritual bypassing does make people feel good in the moment and I think sometimes because of the way we are as a society right now people are looking for that instantaneous healing there really isn't such thing it's all a process and it's all something that you have to go through it's all something that you have to think a lot about and it sucks but when you come out the other side, is when you're like, okay. You're like, see, this actually kind of works. It
1: just takes time. Yeah, it's even more satisfying when you are like, oh, I was
0: able to bring myself through that. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's the, and I feel like that's the thing. It's like anything that you really work through or you really put a lot of work into. When you bring yourself out of it, you're like, oh. I did that for myself. I did that for me, okay. and 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 maybe you may think this is something I never was going to be able to deal with, and I thought I could never move forward. But when you come out and you're like, "Damn, I'm way stronger than I am," it's ten times more rewarding than feeling good, feeling like you've been quote unquote cleared by somebody who just waved some garden sage in your face for ten minutes and you feel cleared for a week. But when you do that deep healing and you're like, "No, this is these are." strategies and this is healing I can carry for the rest of my life that shit feels amazing yes oh okay what was the other thing I want to say about shadow work oh one more thing I'm going to say about shadow work this is another quote I read that shadow work is simply becoming aware of what's hidden and gradually healing those aspects of yourself and a couple ways you can integrate your shadow These are five things. But obviously, if you see a practitioner or somebody like Nikki or somebody else, we go way more into this. But some of the ways people integrate their shadow is they can go over their childhood and figure out maybe where it was that this thing came about or why, whether it had to do with your family, whether it had to do with people in your neighborhood, whatever, a fear something like that. Becoming aware of your shadow, which is like the hardest thing for most people is just being aware and acknowledging the fact that this is something I struggle with and I don't know. There was a time in my life where I had a lot of anger, but I could not, I would be like, I'm not angry. I'm like the most positive, happy person you've ever met. Meanwhile, I was mad as hell. Like I just didn't want to ever talk about it. But once I actually started to acknowledge, was like, yeah, I'm mad about seven different things. Like it felt so good at the end. I cried a lot, but I was crying. It was great. great. It was so good. I cried so much. Yeah, I know, right? But after just this first step of acknowledging things, just how people do in different groups, whether it's like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or anything, the first step to ever healing anything is acknowledging that it's a problem. So just acknowledge your problems, everybody. It's going to be fine. And then don't shame your shadow. Oh, sorry, Nikki, were you going to say something? I just wish that I feel like I, like, I'm just shaking
1: my fist every day. Acknowledge, everyone acknowledge your problems. (laughs)
0: Me too. I'm like, this is a problem, and we all need to talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Like, we're all gonna be fine if we just acknowledge it. Oh, and the other thing is, don't shame your shadow, which is super important too. You don't have to be ashamed of the. First of all, everybody has problems. Everybody is. Nobody is their best self all the time. You can think of your favorite inspirational person uh, like off the top of my head I think of Jay Shetty cause he's like always I like him a lot I watch his videos and stuff and I'm sure he has days where he's just damn it everything sucks today and I really don't want to do anything and I'm gonna be an asshole I'm sure we all have days some days I'm like be a little bitchy <laughs> here I go <laughs> but yeah like yeah, just
1: admitting it I always say to Like when I'm talking to friends are really what happens a lot of the time in coaching sessions is there's when you just say something out loud and then it's not festering in your brain and body anymore. And so if you are acknowledging that you don't you're not being yourself or whatever instead of by just saying that and naming it and then you're not like again shaming yourself And just being like, everyone hates me because I'm being so mean today.
0: (laughs) Facts. I get very worried that everyone hates me because I'm being mean. (laughs) Usually I'm not even being that mean. Yeah, but like for two seconds, I'm like, God, everyone thinks I'm the worst. like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's terrible. Use your triggers. So you can find ways to use your triggers to like almost um, you can almost i'm not gonna say trick but you can use it your triggers and look at them and acknowledge them and then you can make them into a different emotion or you can learn how you're going to handle that emotion when you do see those triggers and observe yourself without judgment because that's where that's how you can start to properly analyze and figure out what you feel like you maybe you need where you need to make changes or what you need to heal but don't get everybody give the integrating your shadow the big thing here is give yourself grace everyone give yourself a little grace okay everybody you can't be your best self all the time nobody's perfect everyone's going through something at some point so just do your best to your best ability when you're ready to acknowledge or move through something do that but if you're not ready if you need to take time just do that everyone just give yourself a minute that's that's my big i feel like that's my i want to put that on my like my gravestone it'll just say give yourself a minute yeah (laughs) Everyone just it's fine. <laughs>
1: Acknowledge worry. your problems and give yourself a minute. I'm yes. al- also always going around just being like just give yourself just
0: be be nice to yourself. <laughs> exactly, cuz who else is going to do it? Sometimes nobody's going to be nice to you and that's fine. Okay. So, now we're going to talk about we're going to do our little story. But today's, this week's story is not so much of a story because there's not a lot of stories about this person. I'm just going to talk about this um, goddess because she's so cool and I just really enjoy talking about her. So when we're talking about shadow works, so I was like, okay, let's talk about a dark goddess. A lot of times when people think of a dark goddess, they think like Hecate, they think Kali or the, the Morgan. But this goddess is before all of that. She was like, this is like the original. Okay. So... This goddess is, we're going to talk about Nyx. So Nyx is the Greek goddess of the night. She is, she, Nyx is the night. That's like how big of a deal she is. She's not the goddess of the night. She's just the night. <laughs> she is the, the night. Yes. It's very cool. So the thing about Nyx is that she is a primordial goddess. She is the oldest goddess, basically. And I'll explain how... We'll just explain that in relation to Zeus. Most people have heard of Zeus. Zeus is a Greek god. Zeus is the king of the Olympians, and he lives in the heavens. Now, before Zeus was Zeus, his daddy was Kronos, and his mama was Rhea. And the two, there's a whole story, we'll talk about it another time. (laughs) Kronos and Rhea had a bunch of kids, Hera, and a bunch of Zeus's brothers and sisters. Anyway, Zeus... Kronos was like trying to eat all his kids, but Zeus, he was the last one. So Rhea hit him. Just know that Zeus went and he conquered Kronos and a bunch of Kronos' siblings and put them in Tartarus. That's where he put the Titans. Kronos was a Titan. So there was a big war between the Olympians and the Titans and the Olympians got to go up and the Titans had to go to Tartarus, which was like they were banished over there. Again, we'll tell that story another time. So Cronos' parents, so that's, this is Zeus's parents. Cronos's parents were Uranus and Gaia. Gaia being the Earth and Uranus Mm -hmm. being the sky. And they both were made from chaos. Chaos was the void. It's the original, it was nothingness, basically. And out of nothingness, the first thing that came out of the nothingness was Nyx, night. Mm -hmm. So that's how old Nyx is. She is the queen of night she's super super powerful she was the first one like i said that came out of chaos mm-hmm. the second yeah nuts so the second thing that came out of chaos was erebus and erebus is nix is partner in life erebus is darkness so nix is night erebus is darkness Nyx and Erebus got together because they were the only two. There's a lot of weird incest in all mythologies, but just know they were the only two at the point. This only, who else were they going to bang? So they <laughs> came out and that's what happened. She's often seen as wearing a black veil studded with stars, which I think is really pretty. So her and her partner. So in some stories, it says her and Erebus gave birth, but in some stories, they say that Nyx did it all by herself. I think Nyx did it by herself because she's that powerful. She just made more people. So Nyx and Erebus, they made Aether and Hermera. And so Aether is Aether is light. So Aether and Hermera, So one of the stories, not really story, but one of the things they say is that Nyx and Erebus live in the same house as Aether and Hermera. but they never see each other because as one leaves, the others come. So that makes perfect sense, okay. day and night. So Nyx also gave birth to a whole bunch of other kids. And again, we think maybe she made them by herself, but we don't know. These children of Nyx are so powerful that even the Olympian gods, Zeus and all his brothers and sisters, they're afraid of them. That's how powerful they are. So some of his, some of her kids are Hypnos, which is sleep. Eris, which is strife. Nemesis, revenge. The Mori, which were the fates or the furies. Oh, and the furies. Morpheus, which is dreaming. Momus, ridicule, Eris, conflict, Moros, doom, Thanatos, which is death, and Philotis, which is friendship, which is really random. <laughs> I That's, was like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. They wanted to throw a nice
0: one in there. Or happy. I know. I know. She like made all these kids and then she's like, I'm going to make like a cute one. Yeah. <laughs> friendship (laughs) that's adorable uh, (laughs) i i love it so the one story i found it's very short one time okay one time hera decided that she was getting annoyed with zeus because he was messing up the trojan war for her i don't know we'll tell that story another time too yeah (laughs) hera okay we're not going to talk about hera right now but poor hera but also hera was like the worst hera was the woman who Zeus was always like sleeping around with other gods and stuff. And nymphs and all. Zeus was sleeping with everybody. And Hera was like the the other... Hera was his wife, but she was always mad at the other girl. And it's like, Hera, don't be that girl. (laughs) Hera, (laughs) girl. You're not mad at your husband. She's always tricking people and mad at him. Even like Hercules. Again, we'll tell this story later, but Hercules, the reason he went through so much was because Hera was mad that he was born. And it was not Hercules' fault he was born. Zeus had cheated with someone else. And mm. Hera's, hate you, Hercules. I'm going to do all this terrible shit to you. So I'm like, Hera. She's not it. a feminist. Hera is. <laughs> what, are they, what are they? God, I feel old right now. What are they call? Oh, pick Hera's a pick me. A pick me. Yeah. <laughs> yes yep. <laughs> hera is the ultimate pick me and it's hera please stop <laughs> like, like, stand up for yourself and stand up for women <laughs> yes
1: come on
0: <laughs> hera has a, like an instagram page that's like about men's rights and it's like hera
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so she's on those her and zeus have a
0: podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: and they talk about how like men are so oppressed especially straight men they're like they're just it's so hard for straight men like they want <laughs> zeus is, can you believe that women sh- want us to like work hard and be nice to them and be partners how dare they and harris i know i just live to serve you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is going on in my head
1: <laughs> and it's got and it's number two on spotify <laughs>
0: <laughs> it totally is and andrew tate's like their best guest yep. comes on every other week and he just talks about how like women like oh if you're not like a 10 i don't even look at you and zeus is like, for real and harris i know like women need to keep themselves up like for real so, oh my like, god <laughs> yeah what are you what are they wearing these days <laughs> Like, I just think it's really important to be modest. You know what I mean? I don't want other men looking at me like when I have a boyfriend or a husband. Like, it's just not cool. Shut up, hair. <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> Bitch. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh my God. I love that. It's number two on Spotify. <laughs> 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 my God. It comes on, right? Like, the, like Joe Rogan advertises yeah. for them.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> just underneath (laughs) joe rogan
0: this is like he's
1: right below
0: (laughs) (laughs) i once like one time in my life tried to listen to like part of joe rogan's podcast because somebody else had yes somebody else had mentioned oh joe rogan's an idiot listen to this part and i was like okay so i tried for 15 minutes i was like this is awful why do people yeah. I, I say I steer clear I can't <laughs> it's awful I was like this is not good first of all it's and I like long there's one podcast I love hardcore history it's like a 10 hour podcast I don't care it's good but his podcasts are all three hours of just him going on and on about nothing no. and then like interviewing assholes and it's I'm different. just like I can't <laughs> um, like, sorry okay got off topic anyway back to what I was saying so <laughs> Tara was meddling in the war because she was like, oh, Zeus, you're not doing this right. And she got Hypnos to come and she was like, Hypnos, I need you to put Zeus to sleep so I can go fix, do whatever I want to do with this Trojan War. And Hypnos is no problem. I love to play some tricks on people. So he goes and he puts Zeus to sleep for a while. So then eventually Zeus wakes up and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, who put me to sleep? Oh, it's that damn Hypnos. So he goes running after Hypnos and He was like, I'm going to kick his ass. But then Hypnos, he went and he's like, Mom, hide me from uh, Zeus. (laughs) And and Nyx was like, no problem. Hide within me. I am dark. Yep, (laughs) I am night. (laughs) So he goes and hides within his mom. And then Zeus came and Nyx came out and she's like, have we got a problem? And Zeus was like, absolutely not, ma'am. I am so sorry. This is why they say the only goddess Zeus is afraid of is Nyx. Because the one time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he tried it Nyx was like come back here again Fuck around and find out I'll tell you what's really up And he was like no problem I won't be back ma'am I'm so sorry I bothered you have a good night And he left So that's how powerful Nix was He never tried to mess with her at all and the one thing I love about Nyx is she protects people who work in the night. So some people say she's a she's a wonderful goddess for sex workers. She's Ooh. a goddess for sometimes people say thieves, but also anybody who works in the night who needs protection in the night and witches. A lot of people say she's the, one of the goddess original goddesses of witches because she helps. Yeah, she helps people who work in the night and need to get through the night, and she protects them. So. That's my little thing about Nyx this week. I think she's, yeah, I put a little thing in the show notes. There was somebody on TikTok, this guy, I think his name is Brief Ed, and he has little videos and I love it. So I put his video in the show notes too. But yeah, so that's my little story about Nyx and she's fantastic. And we stand for Nyx.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm glad that, I I mean, she's very, yeah, related to Shadow Work too. And like mm -hmm. the void, I love talking about the void and like she seems like a baddie. So I'll be checking her out.
0: (laughs) Pretty much, because she was like, I'm going to have babies, but I don't need this dude. I'll have him around, I guess, but I'm going to do it. And I guess he was like, okay, you're the most powerful goddess on earth. I'll do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, yes. don't question me. Okay, so that brings us to the end. So I'm so happy that you were here, Nikki, and that you came to chat with us. So I always want to make sure that you tell people where you, on one of my other favorite podcasts, she always says this, where do you want to be found on the internet? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, this was so much
1: fun. I loved it. Thank you for having me. Love the conversation and like all of the segments and I learned so much. Me too. <laughs> So on TikTok and Instagram, I am my name, N-I-K-I underscore V-E-R-G-A-K-E-S, and that's TikTok and Instagram, and I am, this summer, I am, like like I said in the beginning, it's like just my business journey, I'm just now honored, like, really how my offerings are shifting and just honoring what the kind of work I actually want to do so I am I don't know when it'll be out but I'm taking the time to like re-rand and work on a membership and the launch of the membership and a lot of the pieces are already there but yeah there's going to be a business track and a healing track and the business track also has some healing because again that's what we do here and there will be a VIP upgrade for one-on-one or whatever I'll call it. But people can always still work with me one-on-one and you just book a subconscious assessment. And then I also do human design and astrology readings as well. And I also, I am going to be upping my content game with that as well and just can be even more consistent and Yeah, Instagram and TikTok is
0: where you can find me. Yay! Okay, go and follow her so you can be updated on everything that she comes out with in the summer. So you can see all her content. She's super cute. So you just go look at her being cute. (laughs) Whatever you want to do, it all works. Okay, that's our show. This is Dying with the Divine. You can follow us on TikTok. You can follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Facebook, and you can also email me at dimewithedivinepod at gmail.com if you have anything to let me know. And if you want to follow me, Ashley, I'm Sankofa H-S. That's S-A-N-K-O-F-A-H-S on Instagram. And I'm Sankofa Healing Sanctuary on Facebook. So yeah, that's our show for today. And thank you so much, Nikki, for coming. And I hope all of you enjoyed it. And I'll see you next week.